and hear all you who fear the Lord, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. Welcome to Basketful of Bread. My name is Bethany, and this is a podcast about God's promises and abundant life in him. It's stories from my faith journey of walking through healing with my little tiny baby and all the little seeds that God has given me along the way. Now let's get into his word. Welcome back to Basketful of Bread. This is an episode that I am so excited to share with you guys. If you're just tuning in, it's fine if you just pick up here. You know, you can go back into the Promises series and go back to the beginning. You'll be blown away, honestly, about God's faithfulness and what he's been doing. Um, But if you're just tuning in, then please sit down, have a listen, This is going to encourage you whether you know the big picture story here or not. So thank you guys for being here. And um, I cannot wait to share this word with you. We just had a beautiful storm this morning and kind of an intense one, actually. And um, our morning was kind of disrupted because normally I would wake up and um, get in the word, cook breakfast, you know, that kind of thing. But it was kind of disheveled and the girls have been waking up so early and whatever. So it was all a blur. I put Juniper back down for a nap around nine. And as I was putting her back down, I I had like kind of like a flashback memory of a dream I had last night. And I was like, whoa, is this, did I have this dream for real? And I still am like, did I seriously have this dream? Juniper was standing by herself. She was about twice the size she is now, so I'm guessing she was about two. Um, Had more of a little girl face, two and a half maybe. And um, she was about to walk. She was just standing there unassisted. Both of her hands are out, and she was just like balancing. And we were like, wow, we were blown away. So I had this dream, and I was like, Lord, is that from you? Is that the dream? Is that what I've been asking for and praying for? this whole time. And, um, I was like, I need to sit down. I need to get into the word. I need to like see what he has for me today. Like he's going to confirm whatever in his word, if it's from him. And so I get my Bible and I was like, I really want to sit and I want a prayer journal. I know I've talked about on here, you guys, I used to do that so faithfully. Um, and I just haven't probably in like a year or two, I have prayer journaled here and there, but I haven't like done it faithfully in probably a year or two. And so I, I dig out my old prayer journal, journal, which I've written in a few times um, since Juniper's been born. And um, I'm like, where is it? Where is it? And so I'm looking for it. And it had fallen, like, of course, like between the couch and the whatever. And I pull it out. 
you guys will not believe the title of my prayer journal. And it's like <laughs> crazy. You're just, just like get ready because this is, this is where it gets supernatural and incredible. Talitha Kumi. Talitha Kumi. I literally audibly said, oh my goodness, when I saw that. Talitha Kumi, you guys, comes out of the Gospels. And I started this prayer journal two years ago, um, like May 2020. Talitha Kumi just like really resonated with me during that time. I don't know why. I, had, I, I literally don't know. It just like captivated me. And so I, I always title my prayer journal like something seasonal for like this season, you know. And um, it's something like that the Lord gives to me. And then that's like what we're working on together. That's usually where the titles come from. And so Talitha Kumi comes out of Mark 5. I'm going to read this to you guys. So this is Mark 5. And Jesus is starting to do these miracles. And he's like, do not tell people. He's like having compassion on people. He's doing all these things. They're following him everywhere. He's casting out demons. Mark 5, 22. And behold, there came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by, by that name. And when he saw them, he fell at his feet. And he besought him greatly, saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray, come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and that she will live. And Jesus went with him and many people followed him and thronged him. They're like pressing up upon him. And a certain woman, which had the issue of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not better, but rather grew worse. Okay, that's a whole nugget right there. And when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and she touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straight away, The fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, thou sees the multitude pressing up, thronging against thee and saying, And you're saying, who touched me? They're like, seriously, Jesus, there's like a bajillion people here pressing up on you and you're asking who touched you. And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Whoa. Okay, that is the first part of Mark 5. Well, that's not even the first part of Mark 5. That's the first section I wanted to read to you guys. Just a deer walking across the cul-de-sac right now. Wish you could see it. We're just here in paradise. Okay, moving on. In um, 35, it says, so this just happened. Jairus has come. 
to Jesus is like, my daughter is about to die. Please come help me. He's being like pushed up against everything. All these people. There's a woman. She reaches out and touches him. She's like been taken advantage of by the system. Nothing has helped. It's only made it worse. And immediately she's healed because she touches him because of the faith that she has. And then Jesus makes contact with her and blesses her. Wow. And then she's like going in peace. 35. While he yet spoke there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Okay, so a, a certain ruler from the synagogue is saying to Jairus, dude, your daughter is dead. Like, leave, leave the master alone. Like, he's got stuff to do. <laughs> as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, ooh, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, which is Jairus, this is the word, you guys. This is where it starts. Be not afraid, only believe. Wow. And he, so Jesus says that to Jairus after that guy is like, she's dead, move on, kind of thing. And Jesus hears that and he's like, whoa. Turns to Jairus, be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him. So he's like, y'all stay back except for Peter and James and John, the brother of James. So those guys. And he comes to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and he sees the tumult in them that wept and wailed greatly. So there's a whole bunch of people. They're weeping. They're wailing greatly. And when he was come in, he said unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel, the girl, is not dead, but sleeps. So he sees all these people. They're weeping. They're wailing. They're grieving. And he's like, why are y'all doing this? Like, she's not dead. She's just asleep. And they laughed at him to scorn. They laughed at him to scorn. They were just like, are you kidding me? Made them laugh. But when he had put them all out, he's like, y'all get out. Go, go, go. He takes the father and the mother of the girl and them that were with him, and he entered in where the girl was lying. So he takes the mother and the father and the disciples that were with him, and he goes in where she's lying. That's it. He sent everybody else away. Wow. And he took the girl by the hand, and he said unto her, Talitha Kumi, which is being interpreted damsel, I say unto thee, arise, little girl. I say unto thee, arise. And straight away the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of 12 years. And they were astonished with great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it. And he commanded that something should be given her to eat. In my Bible, Talitha Kumi, the footnote says, the word means damsel, arise, as the verse indicates. And Jesus brings a young girl from the grip of death and demonstrates his power to overcome death. <laughs> you guys, I, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words, honestly. Lord, Thank you, Father. 
this is incredible. I mean, I don't have to like sit here and tell you how incredible this is, that this is the word for the day. (laughs) This is my daily bread today. Um, There's so many things in here, you guys, but for me, you know, in, in the last promises, um, episodes, you know, I have been grappling and struggling, trying to understand the big picture, trying to understand like, what are you doing, Lord? Like, I just need you to, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's an Israelite moment. And I just feel like God was almost, um, you know, I kind of got stuck in a, a little bit of a lamenting, um, you know, (laughs) cycle. And it wasn't from a place of like grief. It was from a place of disbelief. You guys, that's what it was now that I'm seeing this clearly. And I felt the Lord saying to me, like I felt him kind of becoming displeased with, you know, it's like, how much has he given me? How much has he been talking to me? How much, how much of the word, how much has he been blessing us? Look at what he's been doing. And I, and here am I, you know, my lack of faith, honestly. And it's fine to be, you know, grieved. Obviously the Lord knows like lamenting and grieving, like he's there, he's present. But I was for sure getting to a state um, a cycle of just lack of faith, disbelief, because God had given me these promises, you know, and he has, he's, he has shown up in his word so much. And I really felt him wanting me to recount how he's been faithful. Like how often in the old Testament do the prophets come and what do they do? They retell the story of what God has done. They, they go all the way back to like the, the God. This is what the God of Abraham has done. This is what the God of Isaac has done, of Jacob, of Joseph, you know, whatever. And they, they, they talk about, especially after God delivers them out of Egypt, all the miracles and the things that he does. He delivered you out of Egypt. He walked you through the Red Sea. He parted the Red Sea. He um, fed you with manna in the desert. He brought you water from rocks, you know, all these different things, you know. And so I felt like so compelled to do that today, you guys, because the Lord like wanted me, he he wants me to focus on those things. Like think about such things. Like these are the good things. Um, And as my heart the posture has kind of started to change over the last week or so, week or two. I have noticed him breathing new understanding into my soul as my posture has changed to gratitude and to, to realizing his faithfulness because he has not once abandoned us. And I had this thought a couple days ago, Juniper is alive. She's alive. And she is the happiest little girl I have ever seen. She had, she started laughing earlier than any of my other kids. She smiles with everything in her. 
she's just delighted to be here. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, wow. That's the, that's the first miracle, you know, is that she's alive. Because <clears throat> death <laughs> had a grip on her, had a grip on me, our family. And here God is demonstrating his power over death. So, you know, when Jesus is telling Jairus, like, not to be afraid, only believe, that's my command. That's what he's commanding me to do. This is, this is his commandment to me. Do not be afraid. Because what is that, you know, that cycle of disbelief for me is fueled by fear, right? And it's like, what am I afraid of? I, I, don't, I don't exactly know. Um, but then Jesus takes them into this intimate situation. And he is saying, as plain as day, why are you weeping? Why are you spending time weeping and lamenting? She's not dead. She's just asleep. This is, you guys, I don't, I don't even understand it. I want to really dig into this. I'm going to sit in this for a, as long as I can until I can soak up every morsel. And then he takes the mother and the father and his disciples that were with him, Peter and James and John, the brother of James. So just those three, not the 12, just the three. And they were the ones who were blessed to see. They were blessed to see what was happening. Talitha Kumi, which is little girl I say into you, arise. I mean, obviously this is a miracle. I don't have to tell you like, wow, it's amazing he raised her because she was dead. You know, um, well, she was asleep, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? There's that component of the miracle. You know, they're all astonished. There's the component of the miracle for me that on this day, <laughs> the Lord is like, look, look at this thing that you, that I put on your heart two years ago for you to write out so that you could come back and see it later. What? You know, and here's the funny thing, you guys, in August, you know, we were battling a, uh, some sickness too. And I, and I, I took note of the title of the journal, Talitha Kumi in August of, of, um, last year. And it, and it blew me away then. And I forgot, I, I have a journal entry in here of like, wow, Lord, Talitha Kumi from August <laughs> of 2021. And then here I am again being reminded and I'm quadruple blown away because of when the Lord decided to awaken this again. And so, man, my encouragement for you guys today, if you hear his voice, obey, do whatever he says, do not delay. Whatever it is, no matter how great or small, it seems to me I'm learning that it really only is to bless me later. <laughs> yes, it blesses others, our obedience, but truly, truly our obedience to the Lord actually ends up blessing us, refreshing us, equipping us, sustaining us, giving us what we need to be sustained in <laughs> dry and weary places. And I guess, you know, the other part is not to be afraid. How often in scripture are we commanded to not be afraid? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Believe. What are we supposed to believe? 
well, I'm supposed to believe that God has been victorious over this, that death, the grips of death have no power here, that Jesus has already overcome that, and that truly this is a demonstration of God's power. And if I'm being honest, you guys, that's something God has said to me from the very beginning. I remember when he gave me the Acts 3 promise. And I remember those exact words that he was being glorified in her body, that this was a a story that was to bring him glory. And I am just thanking him for this bird's eye view for today because it's what I needed. What if I looked at my suffering or my children's suffering as opportunities truly for God to come in and show his power to overcome death? What if I looked at my suffering like that? What if I looked at suffering as opportunities for God to to do miracles, like truly? Like, what if I had that perspective of the Lord visiting or, you know, going into different homes or circumstances or having people come and touch him, you know, like all of that. Like, what if I saw my life and my children's life, our family's life in that way, you know, as these people were chosen, like all these people that God did these miracles with, they were chosen for these miracles. There were so many people suffering And so many people without hope, you know, not everybody received those miracles. And you got to wonder why. Probably, you know, the guy mentioned, you know, the, the temple leader, whoever he was, the ruler of the synagogue's house, not, not Jairus, but the other guy who's like, dude, she's already dead. You know, he's not going to be chosen like that. And so it makes me say, wow, God, thank you. Thank you for choosing Juniper. Like, thank you for choosing us to demonstrate your power. I mean, wow. And so, you know, my heart wants to be afraid because, you know, we're still walking this out and it's, we're, we're not even, you know, we're not there yet, but wow, this is something guys that I just need to sit in for a while. And maybe you guys, you know, I talked about the blessing because he gave me the first part of this, you guys, was Jacob wrestling with God for a blessing. And I just was like, God, what is the blessing? I don't understand. What is even the blessing? Like, how is this a blessing? I don't understand. I can't see it. I know it is. I just don't understand. And I'm thinking the visit from Jesus, the visit from God himself, the visit of him touching us, that is a blessing. The visit of him of him in front of our very eyes overcoming death. That is the blessing. What does that, what does that even do for us? You know, like that is, that is beyond, 
So I just um, pray in the name of Jesus for his resurrecting power to touch you guys today that wherever you are, whatever you're walking through, whatever promises he has on your life, that you would believe it. Like Abraham believed it, right? And it was counted to him as righteousness that you would believe it and that you would not be afraid, right? We would believe it. We would not be afraid. And we would just like take the blessing, you know, whatever it is. So God bless you guys. <laughs> My final thought, you guys, is I just, you know, was thinking about the wrestling, Jacob wrestling God, you know, and he like would not let go and wanted that blessing, you know. And I almost feel like, you know, I didn't think this before, and I know in my dialogue with Tiffany, she actually said that. Like, at first I was thinking, like, keep on wrestling, you know, there's a blessing coming. And I kind of feel like this dance I've been doing with the Lord, wrestling, honestly, <laughs> it's, yes, it's tied to that. It, 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 the blessing is tied to me continuing to seek his face on this, seek his word on this, to not let go, to say, I will not let go until you bless us. And what is the blessing? You know, there's a million things in, in between that are blessings, but the blessing is going to be walking her, seeing the promise come to pass, watching her walk and leap and praise him. Whew, you know. Thank <laughs> you.